Welcome back, everybody, to Season 5 of Rants, Raves, Questions, and Quotes. I am your host, Mr. Rants, and I'm glad you came back. There's been a few changes. We are no longer under the Anchor platform. We are now on the Podbean platform for the podcast. And uh, we've made a few other changes as well, but I'm glad you came back. It's a new season. It's a new year. uh, And uh, looks like we're going to have a lot more fun in the upcoming days. Uh, again, I am not a licensed therapist, doctor, clinician, whatever the hell you want to call me. I'm just a guy that uh, likes to put his little rant and rave and uh, take on the world and uh, questions that come up and uh, things he finds interesting and wants to talk about. So thanks for sticking around. Again, as always, you can reach me at my email, mrrants50 at gmail.com or my blog at my rrqq wordpress.com thanks for being here and sticking around and look forward to talking to you soon we got a beautiful story Okay, everybody, thank you for joining us. I'm here with Terry of uh, Native Smoke in Mechanicsville, Virginia. Uh, He has been so kind as to allow me to interview him. This is new to both of us. So please, if you comment, uh, be nice. Uh, If not to me, to Terry. Uh, (laughs) He's been been very kind, and uh, uh, this is new to me. So I'm hoping we can get a lot of uh, listenership and boost our our our, view, our listeners and everything else so i'm gonna crank up the the mics just out here so okay yeah man. Let, let, let's start i guess um we were i was here the, for me yeah I, I was i was here the other day uh well actually i'm here quite a lot uh thank you for that <laughs> thanks for the support <laughs> and uh you you had mentioned um the obviously uh and then this is not to be uh, uh, mean, but obviously no. because of your accent, yes. you were not originally from here. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm from another country. Yes. Uh, so give us a little insight into, into that. Yes. Uh, I was born in Iraq, Baghdad, and grew up there till I was like eight years old, nine years old. And then, you know, the war happened with all what's going on. And then we had to travel, of course, and we end up here in the end, of course, simply. Well, <laughs> well, well the, uh, elaborate on that a little bit. You yeah. told me basically you were born in a war zone. Yes. But, but you said it wasn't like government sanctioned. It wasn't uh, yes. the, the leadership of Iran, uh, of Iraq. Yes. So it was more on uh, like militia levels. There, there is a bunch of like, you know, groups of people that make militias and... They just have their own little government, basically, for that city. That city basically have their own militias. But Okay. But how does that work? Because I know that if you and I went out and got guns right now and started mm-hmm. our own little militia and said, oh, we don't like the, the store next door to us, mm-hmm. our government would step in. Uh, you know, our police force, our military, however big it escalated. Yeah. So you guys have 
little, for back of lack of a better word, I guess, tribal conflicts. Mm-hmm. But your government or your the military doesn't step in and stop it, or or they allow it, or they definitely didn't. I don't think they allow it. I was very young there at that time, but I don't think the government really allows something like this. It's just I don't think they have control over it. You know, Iraq is a third war country, how they call them. So that we don't have as much technology as here as America. So back then, it just I don't think the government had the power to stop it. And then I think they tried, though. They tried their best. Right. But people always were able to find a way to do it, you know, and, and have illegal guns and stuff like that. Well, have you been back uh, since? Since then? No, not really. Not, no, no plans. I would love to go visit back again there, but it's very hard, you know. First for me, it was for us as a family, all of us, because I live with my family. They all stay, we all support each other, you know, financially. It's very hard for us to go back. Now, I have a good job, good paying job. I'll definitely be able to go and visit, probably be able. And I have a citizenship now. When you come as a refugee from another country to America, you can't leave the country if you don't have a green card. That takes about a year. And then after one year, you can apply for a visa. But visas could take a couple of years to come in. And it costs a lot of money for lawyers. They try to fight and get you a visa just to go back and visit. Just a ticket, flight ticket by itself is probably around $1,200 really. But, but now because, but. because you are a citizen now. Yes. It's easier <clears throat> for you to go back. Do you still have extended family that live over there? We really have nobody. Just, you know, we're Christians from Iraq. So most of the Christians from Iraq had, had a tough time from Iraq because other religious being forced on us. And we're getting threat, threatens just by being Christians, you know? Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's kind of the reason we came in here, for religious freedom. But I, with, with regards to that, because we're bouncing around a lot, yeah, but it's okay. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's what I, I wanted to be more like a discussion rather than an interview kind of mm-hmm. thing. But... And we are in a vape store, so if you hear Terry or me vaping, <laughs> no, uh, that was me. It's okay, no, because I got mine right here. You know, uh, but th- that's the nice thing. So if you and and while I mention that, if you need vaping supplies, uh, come on down to uh, Native Smoke and get you some. Thank uh, you very much. He, he covers a lot of stuff. Believe me, I, I shop here quite extensively now. Thank you but so much. going back to the uh, to the other thing with, where you said you were religious uh, persecution when you were over there. Yeah. Um. I did a podcast episode uh, two days ago, actually two of them. Mm-hmm. It's going on now in England. Uh, they've arrest they arrested one lady and they find another another gentleman hmm. because they were praying outside of an abortion clinic. Okay, and you know it. it I can understand protesting. I can understand, you know, getting up in someone's face and that kind of stuff. I don't want to rehash the whole podcast. But yeah. my thing is, how do how does somebody, you know, if you were sitting here right now looking at me praying, I have no idea if, you yes. know, what you're doing in your head is what you're doing in your head. So what are they Muslim? Because no, no, they were Christian, but Christian? they've they've come out with a with a a law that says you cannot within like I think it's a six block radius of this abortion clinic, hmm. and this is over in in the UK wow. that you cannot even pray, you cannot demonstrate, and, and all that other stuff. Hmm. Which I understand the demonstrations and and yes. you know people fighting and stuff in front of the places, yeah. but 
like I said on my podcast, how do you know I'm not oh, praying yeah. for a ham sandwich? Yes. I'm, how do I you mean, know I'm standing there? Yeah. You, uh-huh. you know, just because I'm standing there in quiet contemplation doesn't mean mm. I'm praying. Yes. And, and et cetera. So we have that. Then we had another uh, – the other podcast I did was about a gentleman that uh, – here in in America, mm-hmm. in the, went to the Mall of, of America. I think it's mm-hmm. in Minnesota. Uh-huh. Um, he had been preaching the gospel mm-hmm. the day before. And because of the mall's uh, policy, or policy and stuff, they said you cannot, you know, do that. Okay, mm-hmm. I understand because he was he was preaching. Okay, mm-hmm. he was trying to convert people to Christianity. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the time and the place on mall property. I can understand. Yeah, I've heard of that before with the Jehovah's Witness too. They banned them from coming to malls, right? And try to harass people. You know. Well, this gentleman was asked to leave mm-hmm. uh, because of that, and he left. But he came back 24 hours later, which he was allowed to do, and this time he didn't say anything. He didn't preach. He didn't pray for anybody, but he was wearing a Jesus Save shirt, and security went off on him. You're still soliciting. You know, you're, you're, you're promoting this. People are offended. You know, blah, 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 blah. So my, my roundabout way of getting to this is because yeah. you, you mentioned that you were your, your family was religiously persecuted because you were Christians in Iraq. Yep. No, in Iraq. And they just, in Iraq. In Iraq. Yes, it was Iraq. Iraq. Baghdad, yeah, Iraq. I get them confused. A lot of people get them. But, but you're, we're seeing some of the same things happen here now. Yes. Does that worry you as somebody that, that came from that kind of background? Uh, I mean, maybe you know, maybe not you know so much. Cause you know when, when you see something before happen to you multiple times and then it happens again and again, you kind of get... Not used to, but like you get used to it, like in a way that it's having. So you don't fear it as much, you know, like you just more caution about it. You know how to act if it happened, you know, because it already happened with us. But here there is a government. So like if anybody try to like hit you or like physically try to bother you, you can just call the police on them. Now, right there in Iraq. We can, like, we call the police. Like, they know where we live. They can come to our house and, you know, like, show the whole family, basically, you know. But does it worry you that it's, I mean, you left that kind of environment. Do you worry that we might get to that kind of environment here? And I mean, unfortunately, that's, we're seeing it happen, you know. So we're definitely, like, worrying that we already ran from another country to come to this country to live in peace. And then we're seeing that happening over here again, so... It's definitely something we're concerned about, man, you know. Because it, it, it worries me. I mean, like I said, with, with the the prayer, the people that got fined and got arrested in the U.K. for prayer. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm not condoning violence. I don't think you should get up in somebody's face. I mean, mm-hmm. I do think that there comes a time when violence is necessary, yes. when it's the last straw, you know, and you have to defend yourself or your family and, and all that stuff. But And thank God we haven't hit that point yet here. Yeah. But... You know, prayers is, is, to me, them getting persecuted for praying is mind-boggling. I mean, yes. uh, e- even in, 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 in Iran. Yeah. You know, Iraq. Iraq, Iraq. sorry. <laughs> uh, by the time we finish all this, I will know it like the back of my hand. Uh, but even in Iraq, I mean, yes. if if they came, because, I mean, I know you were young when it happened, but it's, it's like a... Uh, and and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm, I'm not yeah. trying to be disrespectful. No worries. Uh, the the yeah. Muslim call to prayer is like five times a day, right? Yeah, they pray like three, four times a day, I believe. So, so but if you're a Christian, 
how do they know if you're praying to your God or to the God that they think you should be praying to? Yes. They don't they don't really have a clue. So we we both follow the same God. Muslim people follow the same God. We both we all have the same God in a way, you know. From right. What we know. But they know like we are Christians the religion. They're actually on your ID it says you're Christian or you're Muslim. So when we were traveling actually when we travel we had to drive from Iraq to Syria to, we ran away basically because they threatened us. Right. They sent threatened letters to our home that we have to leave the country. And we don't leave, they will kill us. That's actually because of my sister, because she used to work with like American. But you have government. to have a, a stamp or a notification somewhere on your ID that says you know you're Christian or or Muslim or it just says on your ID, you know. Just, says just, just as easy as we would have, say, brown hair. Yeah, see what it says, brown hair, your height? Oh, it says your religion. Oh, it says your religion. That's in Arabic countries like that. So when you we were driving actually to Syria, you just get pulled over by militias. They just have the road blocked and a bunch of guys with just guns. You just stop. You got to pay them before you pass. So forget about passports. Forget about whatever. If if it's on your ID, gonna on your you're going to get screwed you're, or potentially. Or potentially, you know, I mean, thank God we had some money because we sold our house in Iraq for our own thing, even for $12,000. Not Nowhere That's near a, what it was worth, when probably. When we reached to Syria, we had $0. They just crossing the border, just paying off those people just so they won't, like, basically kill us and rape my sisters and my mom and dad had to pay them off. So by the time we made it to Syria, which it took about two to three days, because we had to sleep a day at the border, they had the border shut down for some terrorist attack or something. So by the time we made it to Syria, we had no money. We were, but we 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 went there. My uncle was there, was waiting for us to come in. So my uncle already had a house. We kind of when we went there, we stayed at his house for a little bit till we. Found a job. I worked. My sister worked. My mother worked. We all worked together to basically rent apartment to live in it. You know. So it was a. So you guys have moved together, stayed together, worked together, okay. continue to work together to, to to just keep moving yes, to this. to the goal of freedom yes, potentially. Freedom, yeah. uh, you know, and and we're here though. Finally, thank well, God, though it's happening. But, we, but we, that brings another funny story are. because <laughs> you had mentioned. Um, about the fact that Virginia was not the first place you guys got sent. Yes, and so Detroit, you, Michigan. You, you said you, Michigan. you didn't really feel yeah. quite free until you oh. got to here to Virginia. So Virginia, <laughs> Detroit kind of felt like back home really a little bit <laughs> with all the violence, especially where we stayed. It was it's called Hazel Park. It's around nine mile. It's a little bit of a rough area, you know. People, low income people, you know, always when there is low income, there is trouble comes in, you know. Man, I can't, uh, <laughs> you know, just, just yeah. as an aside, I can't, you know, everybody has bad days and there's days I feel like, Sad. oh God, I, you know, the, the shit has really hit the fan. The shit ain't hit the fan nowhere near in my life what it has in your, yours and your families yeah. and what you've had to go through. I've never had to, thank God as of yet, had to, had to walk down my street and be afraid of being shot or worse, yeah. uh, flee my home. I mean, I've had to, you know, uh, not answer phone calls from bill collectors, but, mm-hmm. you, you know, from time to time. <laughs> but I've never had to worry about them showing up with armed guards at my house saying, you will pay us now or you will not make it out of the house. <laughs> you know, so, I mean... That to me is just incredible that you guys have done it, and then 
They're just the you know here is the we have freedom here, man. There's like people who think that they don't have freedom. They need to just take a little trip to another country, like any Middle East country that went through war, you know. But now we have a lot of technology, so people are realizing that's happening, you know. It just we see, I feel like we're seeing it coming here. I've been here for now eleven, twelve years, so I see what's going on here now. So I feel like something is ha- things that happened in Middle East before is those signs that's happening here now. Like with the civil war trying to trigger like people against people, things like these, you know. Like that's what well, I started. Yeah, that's kinda, that, that's you know, definitely like, happening here too. You know, uh, it's like uh, they trigger people, you know, different cultures with against different cultures, you know, different Democrats, Republican, you know, things like these, you know, politician. I don't understand politician really too much, but yeah, it's just we can see it happening. You don't have to be political to understand those things. Everybody, oh no, there's definitely a lot of ca- caveats to it. Let me let me bring that into. Um, oh crap! I'm brain farting. <laughs> I lost where I was going to say uh, the technology. Okay, yeah. now I remember because I'm in my fifties. So I remember hearing, you know, all throughout the time the Iran Iraq War, uh, the war with in Syria, the stuff that the, it, it seems like it's a never ending thing going on yes. uh, with some conflict or another. Uh, but as you mentioned with technology, you didn't have like none of us had the internet twenty years ago, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so that wasn't available. But now there are people like uh, I know with. Uh, What's going on in the Ukraine? They're sneaking right. out videos. They're getting online. Yes. They're sending them out through YouTube. Yes. Uh, what happened with the the, the lady that uh, was uh, arrested for having her hijab oh. uh, incorrectly put on, according to the in Ukraine? The, uh, no, that, I thought oh, that it was in was, Iran. I thought that was in Iran. That or was Iran, in Iran, yes. and the government actually shut down the whole internet. Right. I mean, yes. so if you have the technology. How is the word still getting out? I mean, are, are you getting it out through letters to the family? Or are, you, are you smuggling, you know, hey, and I know you're going across the border to here. Take this note with you. Or, or I mean, how? Usually now phones, you know, with phones. I mean, even if they cut off the Internet, eventually they get, have to turn it on. So most of these people record it, you know, save it in their phone. And then when they bring the Internet back in within how long they will shut off the Internet for? For Iran, when it happened, I think they shut it off for like a whole month. So a whole month, the whole country didn't have internet for that reason. So people won't share what's actually going on in the country to other countries. And other countries try to, like, you know, the United Nations, they try to attack them with the human rights. Right. Th- human rights, you know, and things like these. And um, Well, see, this, this is what yeah. always gets me, and, and even here, and again, I'm not advocating violence, but... Yeah. With all the sanctions and stuff that we as, as Americans have put on... Different countries, the the Russians, the uh, Iraqis, the Iranis, the the Syrians, the Lebanese, all these different Middle Eastern countries that when we've had rightly or wrongly a disagreement with, we say, oh, well, we're going to keep you from doing this or that or the other. The people are the ones that suffer. The governments always seem to get by. You know, like when there was a, the, the the massive floods in the Philippines and that stuff a couple of years back, and we sent all this food over Red Cross aid on the warlords and the, and the, the upper level management, you know, upper level government got all the stuff. They didn't go hungry, mm-hmm. but the people did. So, is it is it the fear factor that keeps the? I mean, the just people? your opinion that keeps the people from standing up saying this is enough. We're we're tired of this shit. We're going to put y'all down. Or is it because? I mean, at least here, 
you have a weapon, I have a weapon, yes. we can do something if, yes. if, if, God forbid, it ever came to that. But over there, I mean, like you said, you might have a little militia groups here and there that have weapons, but yes. it's not like everybody in your family is packing. Nobody in, was in packing. Iraq. We had no guns, brother, honestly. Only my dad, because he was in the military previously, so he's the only person who had guns. But what most of the people in the Middle East are... I don't know. They're very religious to the point that they fear God. Like God put f- fear in our heart. They're like, we chose to just put it in God's hand that something, no matter how the world bad is going to happen, God will o- always open a door for you and brings an opportunity for you and make life better. It's the faith, is the hope. That's all how we survive, I believe. So it's my mom's prayers. Hope prayed all the time for us. And, of course, did her whatever she had to do to help us survive and leave the country. But Now, I can understand that because even here, like my mom, for example, you know, I'll go like, Mom, this is going on. Oh, well, it's okay. God will take care of it. Yes. You know, and I understand. So a certain point. Well, well, that that's my point. Is, a certain is, point. Is, I'm not. I'm not. You have I, to have faith, though, right? You, know? you have to understand that God is there for you, and God will provide mm-hmm. a thing. But my point is, and, and I try <clears> to explain this to my mom is, Mom, okay, maybe God is providing you the opportunity to say something, say something to yes. voice something, to to take an action, whatever that, that case may be. You know, versus just sitting there and going. God will provide. Yes. You know, I I, I give a uh, an example. My mom was sitting there, uh, and she got her her wills and her power of attorney done, and she misplaced them. She didn't know where they were, and we were going through all this other stuff. And <laughs> she says, "Well, let." She says, "You know, we're one or more gathered in prayer. Let's <laughs> let's pray about it." So we prayed about it. Now, prior to this prayer of you know, God help us find this this. These papers, I had mentioned, Mom, have you checked this one piece of furniture? Which she said she had, no, nothing's ever there. I never put anything in there, blah, 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 blah. Well, 10 minutes after we had our prayer, she calls me. Guess what? I found the paperwork. Great, Mom, where were they? They They were in the one piece of furniture that I had mentioned that she never puts anything in. And did I get any of the credit? Not not that I'm equal to God or anything Mm -hmm. like that, but I didn't get even an iota of, hey, you might have put the idea in my head or maybe God put the idea in my head to tell you, you know, something to pass it along. (laughs) But it was always, it was immediately God God took care of the situation, you know, so, (laughs) I mean. We we have a saying for that too also. It's called, I'm going to say it in Arabic and then try to translate it in English, you know, for the people. Maybe somebody get to Google and research it. It says, minna al-haraka, minna al-baraka. It means, God give you the blessings, but you have to take the action to do it. So you can't sit there and pray, God, please, I want a house, I want a wife. You have to actually do work and do the actual work, and God will help you. It's just, I feel, it's just, it's a matter of, like, hope. It's nothing that I think we, like, you can see. It's something that you have to believe in, you have hope, you work hard, Things gonna happen to you, no matter what. You know, even if you believe in God or don't believe in God, if you work hard, you can buy a house. You lucky enough, you can find a wife to marry. So really, like, even if you don't believe in God, if you work hard, it's a common thing, you know. But it just as the country we grew up in is always very religious based on, like everything is based on God. 
or religious and things like these, you know? All right, let me ask you that along with it because mm-hmm. prayer is obviously big. Uh, we r- believe religion. in that big thing, brother. And, like, and, and, that's, and, that's the and, only way I think we made it is right. with prayers. And, 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 it's, big, and it's big here, too, especially uh, among the Christians and, and different other religious uh, groups in the in the states. Yes. But, my, but my question is, is, and again, I'm not trying to be... Uh, <laughs> be sacrilegious or whatever, but, you know, I always ask my mom, I said, well, mom, you know, if God hears all our prayers, you know, and I say, I want a new bike and mm-hmm. I don't get a new bike, mm-hmm. you know, how do I, God didn't answer my prayer, you know, at mm-hmm. least to a, when I'm a kid saying this Thanks. and she goes, yeah. well, you know, sometimes the answer to your prayer is no. I mean, so, okay. so going back to what you were saying <laughs> about, you know, you're praying for a house, for your family to be taken care of, for food on the table, for a wife, uh, whatever the case may be. I mean, mm-hmm. Is that also the, the, the same with you guys? You know, sometimes God just says, nope, not going to do it. It's definitely, there was a lot of difficulties in life, you know. I don't think, when I asked God for something, I think I had a more of difficult situation to get that. I think it's not like I prayed for it and it happened. I think I had to put the extra work to make it happen, you know. It's, it's definitely... You did this. You did the work. God didn't come and did the work for you. You know, I just, we believe in, it's good to have hope, you know. Especially, again, where we came from and everything, when we, we had nothing. So, we did the work. We worked hard. But we also had a lot of hope and that something good is going to happen. You have to have always that hope that there's always something good is going to happen. And the worst scenario, imagine like, you never experienced this, you know, that imagine you were born here all your life. And imagine right now another country would come in and take over America and we lose the government. You lose everything you have. It's a feeling that I cannot describe. It's you just have to feel it. It's a feeling of like you're being lost because this is your country. You grew up in this country. You did everything. All you know is in this country and then another country come and take it from you. It's like it's a feeling that cannot be de- described, really. You know? Well, I can I can imagine it, it's a feel feeling of despair and and a total loss. But yes. uh, that's when hope comes in, you know. And but you have to have the hope that something good going to happen, you know. But see, that's why I say because you guys yeah. have go- obviously been through things that I'll never yes. fortunately have to go through. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully, you'll we'll never but, go through. <laughs> but I mean, I know. And again, I don't want this to sound trivial, but I mean, again, I sit there and I, I go, okay, my bank account's running on empty <clears> this week. I've got to get my car inspected, you know, and it, automatically in my head, I'm going, the brakes are bad, you know, I, I, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to pray for this, you know, God, please just get me through this car inspection. And I mean, to to me, that's a big thing at that time, mm-hmm. but it's not really a big thing. Yes. I mean, compared to... uh we could be shot crossing this border. Yes. That's nothing. There's always worse. Somebody's <laughs> having it worse somewhere in this. Why are we sitting here right now talking? Probably there's somebody in the Middle East getting kidnapped. <coughs> Bad things happen, you know, to them. In any country, even here, you know, there's a lot of things. I mean, honestly, I think here is a lot scarier. This country is a lot scarier because more, you know, like um, there is more to do. You have more opportunities here. You have People have more guns here. 
Yeah, Regular citizens. That's, that's, that's true. Have, but so, like, if it happened ever, God forbid, hopefully it would never happen because it will be very horrible. It would be, I think, I believe, just from what I've seen in a previous there, it's a poor country. What's the worst thing can happen? Maybe there is one family out of the whole city that have two guns. It's a poor country. What's the worst thing could happen? I think America took over Iraq over one night. <laughs> they took over the whole country. If I remember, it just was one day, two days, and they were in the country, inside the country. But going back to that, and, and yeah, maybe yeah. building on that a little bit, like with Afghanistan, when we yeah. we went over there to help them get the terrorists out. Yes, supposedly. I mean, that was the the the, the thing we were told. Yes, you know, we're going to get rid of the the ISIS, and we're going to get rid of the Taliban, and and all these other groups. Which I don't think we're ever fully going to get rid of those because people that are going to do evil are going to do evil. evil no matter uh, what. But evil always there. But then we turned around and 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 we had. I know it's hard because you, you haven't been there in so long. But yeah. what do you think that, that that keeps them from? Not that our our way is the best way. Yes. But you know we get when we were over there. Yes. Through Obama, through Trump's uh, early years, uh, early portion of Biden, uh, back there even with, uh, I think it was Bush, um, we had gotten them out. We were, you yes. guys, I mean, not you guys, with but Trump they, they time were. Trump is different a little bit, you know, with Obama time was a little bit different, you know, because you were, or, they were, the government was already pre- previously took over that country. So it was a different, I don't know how to put it, like a different situation. Right, like, but we were there helping, like like with uh, Iran. Yes. You know, when we got when we got Saddam Hussein out mm-hmm. with Kuwait. You know, oh, Kuwait! Yeah, after we did Kuwait. all that, and we got went back in, and got Saddam and, and his and his sons out, and because that was wrongful for him doing that. You know, taking over another country. But what or, I mean is, is what what didn't take hold for the people of Iran for, to for, say, "Hey, you got rid of these guys that were making our lives horrible." See, that's not that, the case that, that in real life. Like, our life was not horrible. We we think as a regular citizens, 95% of the citizens of Iraq, they love Saddam Hussein. And the people who say they don't, they're just, they just, they don't want to really tell you the truth with inside their hearts so they won't be judged or something. But everybody loved Saddam Hussein. He was the best president ever for 33 years, honestly, for us. But and, okay, but but expand on that. But why? Because all we we heard in in the states was yes. how evil this man was, how oppressed the people were, how you know he'd just take people in the middle of the night if they were. Uh, I, I think he was Sunni, wasn't he, or or part of Sunni. the Ba'ath part party? Sunni. But he would kill the other people, like uh, Shia. You know, like uh, Slobodan Milosevic did in. Uh, it happened with Kurdistan. That's when uh, Saddam Hussein was the, as I remember, was the first pre- president that like bombed his own people with chemical weapons. I think it was when he bombed the Kurdistan, the up north. Right. Because uh, you know there is south, north, west, east, up north. It's Kurdistan. So Kurdistan, they want to be their own country. You know, let's say there's south and north, and when the north wanted to be his own country and the south wanted to be their own, like something like that, you know. So they wanted to make their own country. So they wanted to make a civil war, basically. So it, it was kind of like a civil war. So they bombed the other, you know, like same way to hear what happened between the north and the south. 
you know, with the, before with the Civil War. It was kind of the same thing. So that's what, what happened when Saddam bombed Kurdistan because they wanted to make a civil war and they were going to do an attack on the government. So what do you want them to do, to do? The only thing that Saddam Hussein did bad that we all as citizen, Iraqi citizens agree to that why would he do something like this? But also we had a little bit of a reason because we always had war against America, you know, Iraq and America because America right. always wanted to take over the oil over there. And Saddam Hussein didn't want it to share it with nobody. He wanted, we have our own oil, we will share, but at a price. We don't going to share it for the way you want, basically. In but the see, way. that brings up an interesting thing, too, because yeah. <laughs> under Trump, yeah. like him or not, we were almost energy. Love him. We, well, we were almost <laughs> energy independent. As, as he our, as he our reminds me of Saddam Hussein. So, That's how I love Trump. But I mean, we we had our own pipeline going. It was almost yes. completed. We had our own our, our own thing. We didn't need to go to Iraq and Iran and to Syria and to uh, Saudi and and all those other. That was countries. Bush time when he when that happened. Right, right. But oh, that Bush that was time. Bush when we went to war with him. But what I'm saying is, it was under Trump when we got to be almost energy independent. Yes, we could have gotten the oil from our own country mm-hmm. and be sustained by that. We didn't have to go. To get, I mean, now granted, uh, Saddam wasn't in power yeah. at, at that point, no, no, but yeah, whoever took over, mm-hmm. we, if they had the same thought that, hey, we want to keep the oil for our own people or for our neighboring countries, he could have done that because we had our own. We were yeah. energy sufficient from our own until the pipeline got shut down and, and, and all that that happened under the current administration. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, why, why did it what is it with you know that we can't be energy independent on our own and 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 I mean I understand that that if we had if we didn't have any oil here mm. in the states at all uh any offshore drilling any pipelines any of that I can understand why we would need to uh go out and not necessarily agree with taking it by force, but yes. but make arrangements, arrangements with other countries yes. to get that, to, get that. Mm-hmm. to make deals to get it. Okay, but I mean, if I'm living in the Sahara Desert and there's no water around, I've obviously got to talk to somebody that has a water supply. Yes. You know, I, but if I go take it from somebody versus, oh, hey, look, I have a beach right here. I can use this water. I don't need to go anywhere else. Yes. So... Unfortunately, you know, the war between Iraq and America, we all know there is a lot of conspiracy theory about different things and different things. I, for us, when it happened, we felt like that's messed up, that the America come and took over a country, because that's not fair, you know? That another country come and take over your country for force. We, were ne- we never asked for that. When the war, actually, before the war happened, there was all, like, journalists... People like all politicians coming to Iraq before the war happened, trying to stop the war because they don't want the war to happen. But Saddam, he don't want to share the oil with other countries because he want to keep it for himself, for the for the country basically, you know. And when he use it for the country only to keep our dinar basically higher because that's the only way you can keep the your currency strong. It's all depend on oil and gold, you know. Right, but but I mean, even going along with that, it, if yeah. if he had done that, if he had say brokered deals, yes. I mean, look at what is happening in Saudi Arabia. I mean, they they're one of the richest countries in the world because of their oil production and because of the deals that they sell to different but, countries. But they do deals with Israel. They do deals with uh, America always. They right. Deal with America, United States, and also Israel. 
See, we, we like Arab country, they don't like Israel. The fact that Israel, right. with all the old history and with Palestine and everything, there's the reason that we don't like them, we hate them. There's a big but what, but what difference, I'm, you know, between don't like and hate. But what <laughs> I'm getting to is, is, is a, aside from that part of it, that, you know? is you said he wanted to keep it to himself to raise the, d- the dinar yeah, to, for the country. The con- but, but wouldn't have, if he had ma- brokered some deals, had increased the the money coming into the country yes. and brought the dinar up and 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 done essentially for that country what like Saudi Arabia has done because you know they have their kings and, and their royal family but people are living high on the hog in, in Saudi Arabia now it was too late for him because we had, when the war happened with Kuwait that's I tell you when we felt wrongful a little bit that it wasn't we had a reason again because. America was dealing with Kuwait. They're trying to take over that part of south of Iraq where the Kuwait connects, where the waters connect. Right. That space was, if you look at the geographic, the drawing, like our border of Iraq, that's our land. It says on, you can look at the map and see it. Right. And Kuwait has a deal, had a deal with America. That's just what I remember, you know. I'm not sure if it's 100% accurate. I'm not sure that's just what... Everybody say there in Iraq. That's what the news from I remember where it says. That's all what we talk about as regular citizens. You know, as normal, general idea. Everybody knows about this. Not something is a secret. As everybody knows about this happening on the news in Iraq over there. So when I was growing up, I was hearing all those things, you know. So they wanted to take over that part. So when the war happened, we didn't want to take over Kuwait. We just wanted that. Kuwait not try to do a deal with America, try to take over that that part you, of you, South Iraq. You wanted what was yours yes, as, as a country and kinda, didn't want somebody else laying claim to it, yep. be it us or be it and Kuwait. And do a deal with someone. another country, which right. Kuwait would try and do with the USA. And then kind of Saddam Hussein kind of took it little, I don't know how to put it together, but like the, took it out of the border and went to Kuwait. It was kind of a little bit of too easy. And then it just happened. It's one of those things that just like they were just trying to fight over the border. And then it was a little bit too easy to take over that border. And then the soldiers made the rational decisions and the leaders, whatever, the sergeant, whoever was in charge of those soldiers that went in the country. And it happened, you know. But definitely Saddam had a say in it because in, uh, we didn't have democracy in Iraq. So Saddam is the only person who makes the decisions. Every decision, it goes to him. So he, he Right, but see, that goes back to my question earlier yeah. about, you know, everybody. you said everybody loves Saddam. Yes. But he made all the decisions. Yes. So if he said the cost of groceries is going to go up 200%, you, you guys didn't have anything to do with it other yeah. than pay for it. So you said the, the, you the, had to, financially, we, we, we had, uh, if you go look back in time... Like when, pre, like early time where Saddam Hussein was in charge, we had like if you look at the time I think in um, in the eighties early time our dinar was very strong. Like you Google like what is the uh, how much the dinar was worth? Right, and it's in worth ring. Like I just last week we were googling how much is a million dinar Iraqi? It's six hundred and forty eight dollar. Literally, like two years ago was a hundred. Before that, one dinar. Back in the 60s, and if it, when my mom was growing up, my mom was born in 1953. So when she was growing up, she said when she was 14, 15 years old, she said, one dinar 
was like four dollars, mm. one dinar. So our value was very good. We have very good education, very good doctors. You don't need money to live in Iraq. You never needed money. You need honesty. If you're a good person, you don't cause no trouble. The government will help you. My dad was a water prisoner in Iran when the war happened between Iran. That's when I was born. When my dad came to visit my mom and they did it and it happens and I came, <laughs> I came, I came out and my sister Diana came out. Of the, and then when he was caught in, in jail on the border of Iran and Russia actually. So he was an 11-year war prisoner. So because he was a war prisoner, the government gave us a house. Our house was 14 rooms, man. We, we helped other poor family lived in our house. We had two families living in our house. One actually family was from Somal. They were black people from Somal. They were fleeing their country. We welcomed them to our home. So if this is happening and and, and the government's providing for you guys everything and 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 all that, then then the sanctions that that we always hear here in the states. So we're gonna we're gonna put the sanction on them, and that'll get them to step up and you know fall in line and tow the you know tow the to whatever we want them to do. That's a bunch of bullshit then, but, basically. But, but because the sanctions... is the people that were working... is the same thing that's happening right now here in the States. It's, it's not like all the government is bad. It's, I believe in government. You know, it's, it's good to have a government. It's organ, organizing as you feel comfortable as a citizen knowing that there's somebody that got your back. That's why I believe in the Constitution because Constitution is what's protecting us as citizens. But it's the people who are working for the government is making things bad for us. It's happening here right now. It's, right, but, in no way, in no but, way. Not but what as I was, bad, but... But what I mean is is that, that we hear, oh, okay, this country's doing bad or doing whatever, and we'll put sanctions on them. But from what you were saying, it's even when we had sanctions on your country... Your people, the people it was were, unfair, but the, because it was we never unfair, had but, weapon of instruction. Right. Saddam Hussein came out on. You can see actually the YouTube video. I could look it up. Hopefully, still on YouTube. But I showed it to multiple people. Saddam Hussein came out on live television. He told the Bush, "I understand. I can't come to the White House. You can come to here. We can do it. We can both be on live television, and both we can stop this." Bush denied it, and they didn't want right. to be on but, live television. But what I'm saying is, is though. For, for to be with Saddam, to have a conversation to stop the war, he didn't want it because Saddam knew there was a traitors within the government. That right, they wanted to take. It's all the people that are in the government right now, actually. Our, but, what, but, previous, I, but what I mean from the sanctions, president. though, is is that it wasn't really affecting the normal people because you guys were still living your lives. You were still making ends meet, getting uh-huh. it, or was it, or did you feel the the cause, the effects of it? I mean, and 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 see, I was very young. Uh, I can't tell. I would remember, like financially, we were always very poor people. Again, we never needed money in our country. Like, you need money, of course, but the government always provided help for everybody that needed. So we kind of never thought about money. You always think about, okay, you're growing up. You got to go to school. Get a good education. When you get a good education, don't worry. Here, uh, here in America, you have to pay for, to go to college. In Iraq, you don't pay to go to college. You just go to school. You graduate. So, you get your certificate. But from what you're saying, you get though, a good job. But from what you're saying, and the sound of it is, is even though we were putting all these pressures on you to, to, to uh, the country to, to to toe the line to do what we wanted you to do, yeah. you guys were still living your everyday life and making ends meet and surviving. Yes. And it really wasn't 
I mean, granted, as I remember, right? I mean, it <laughs> could have been, young. but it could have been better. But you know, you still survived. You still existed. And, yes. and what I'm getting at is, I don't think that we're always told. You know, we're always told through the news, at least from my opinion of it, of so and so country bad, USA good. Yes. You know, it, and it's always the case. It's never. These three leaders, like, I mean, I remember when, uh, I believe it was Resolution 1440, when after we got the Iraqis out of Kuwait, and then we had the UN sanctions and all that good jazz, was that one of them was, you know, and that's when they came out and they said there was yellow cake and there was uranium and there was weapons of mass destruction. And then we found, you know, uh, rockets that were supposedly not allowed under all these agreements. And I'm going... And then, then it became a shit show over here because – and in the UK because then they got on Tony Blair and they got on Bush and they Blair, said, they said, you know, hey, y'all made this shit up. This shit never happened. But then like you said a, a little bit ago, it was on the cover of Time or Newsweek where he had chemical weaponed those countries up north. Well, OK, technically that was classified at the time a weapon of mass destruction. So I'm going, you know, I'm thinking to myself this whole time as we're hearing the news reports come down, I'm going, all Bush, rightly or wrongly, has got to do is show him the freaking cover of Newsweek and say he bombed his own country, whether mm-hmm. that was right or wrong of him, with mustard gas, mm-hmm. which is a biological weapon, chemical mm-hmm. weapon. And he, you know, that's a weapon of mass destruction. Yes. So that's the proof right there. You know, going and yeah. checking this and checking that. Doesn't matter. He had it somewhere mm-hmm. because he must have had it somewhere because he bombed it and mm-hmm. it was in their news, in y'all's yeah. news, in our yes. news, everywhere. Yes. So, what more proof did you need at the time? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's just it, the, the the news. It's it's more. They it's more than well well we had then. Like they exaggerated it. It's it they they want we believe that they wanted to take. Take him. He wasn't being very cooperative with the United Nations, and I don't know if NATO NATO was in place back then. I'm not sure really. NATO NATO. Yeah, it was definitely the UN. I'm not the sure. UN? If NATO yeah, the had, UN. NATO had a place. I'm in not it, sure but. if it had a place in it really. But you know, the United Nations, all the countries work together to make the world better for everybody, and things like these. You know, he wasn't being very like what's put in Russia. The Russia was going on. He's going off of himself. He's doing every country is attacking him too. The same thing he did, but he is like, like he's doing right now to Ukraine. What like Saddam Hussein people think that he did to Kuwait, you know, because that was wrongfully, you know, and he wasn't being cooperative with other. I think if he was more cooperative, because he believed in his people that we are very strong people. We're not gonna. We he had the back from the citizens, normal citizens like us. You know how. Just give me an example. I know how here most of people like supported Trump, how he wanted to good for his country. And he wanted only good things for the country. And he was only focused on the country. And he didn't care what negotiation with other country we had. We just wanted to as good for us. Why would we share, send our troops to another country when the other country is not helping us? It's taking money from us. It's taking things from us. But we're not getting back from them. They're, de- they're dealing with Russia. They're dealing with other countries that... We're not getting benefit from, but we're helping them still. Why are we doing that? Why are we using that money to help these people? 
I saw it on the news. The oh, no, no, day. no. I, I agree. You we know what I'm talking about? We, 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 always, not, see, you know, we always seem to have a backdoor deal with <laughs> no, somebody else. Yeah, like things like these. You know? and, and the thing with, with what's going on in Ukraine right now is, is you know, and uh, uh, that's another long story yeah, yes. I'm going to go off <laughs> on with uh, with the uh, the podcast and, and how I believe mm, certain yeah. people in our administration have sold us out uh, via Ukraine and China and other places. But um, – I mean, we always – that's why I said – and I haven't watched the regular news in about two years now yeah. just because of all that crap yeah. because I don't think we're getting – I mean, I Too can – Too much misleading. I can watch uh, this uh, – like when you, like you said on YouTube, I can watch uh, the, the Australian News Network, yes. uh, some of the U.K. stuff uh, on, their, on their news, uh, and I can get a more accurate representation of what is going on than what I'm getting from my own country. See, see. Thank God, though, you now have te- the technology to do your own research. We have that—not the technology. Like we have, we can do our own research here in this country. Citizens have more of like a right. We have more rights. People have. You you have money to buy a phone. You you can research. When when America had technology, we didn't have the technology back then in Iraq. So maybe things would have happened in how. America was saying in Iraq, Saddam Hussein was doing those things. But how the regular poor citizen know that that was happening? When we trust this leader and everything that he's doing for what we need, if we need a house, provide, the government's providing us a house if you don't have a house. You need education, education is free. It's there for you. Everything was all available for you as a normal citizen to be able to survive. Like as food, again, all education, home, everything. We not worry about other things. That's We're poor. We don't have the fund and the research enough to know what was going on internationally with other countries. And really, we, maybe we didn't know. We didn't have, again, the technology to know what he was doing in the government. We, maybe he was doing bad things that normal citizens didn't know. Of. But in the end, all what we needed, again. Or for, maybe you didn't, didn't I mean... Not to sound that's why press, but maybe you didn't give a shit what he was doing because your needs were being met. We we really we we're really how do I put this in uh, English? Sorry, that's okay. Not English word. You know when you're very, <laughs> patriots, patriots. Yeah. That's the actual word. Most of the people are very patriots in Iraq. You know, so we're very patriots. We really love our country. We really love our president. We we. He's thirty three year. He's president. So it's not like something like here, four years, new president. Four years. When you have that one president for all these years and you're following him and everything is okay, everything is great in your life, you will have faith in that president because everything is going smoothly, everything is going the right thing. We didn't see nothing wrong. The only thing is was the biggest thing between us is Saddam did a lot of wars between Iran because Iran wanted to take over some of Iraq parts too. Iran always messed with Iraq. Always. Since back then. They were always messing with us. All, most of... We don't want to say rumors. But most of the rumors say... All, most of the terrorists that come from Iraq... They come from Saudi. They come from Iran. And other side countries that come. It's usually from Saudi and those countries. Because they were the people who were dealing with Israel. And always in our head is... America, Israel... All these Saudi, Kuwait, all these countries want to take our oil. So that's all what we know about. Is that all these countries, they want just want our oil. Because we have the most oil in that side of the 
region, you know. So it's all about the oil. It's all about, at least, unfortunately, at least that's generally, you what know, it comes that's down all to. what we knew. That all, they all no, want to steal our oil. Because I remember when, when, when my kids were little and we were going up to, uh, this was during the, during the Iraq War, mm-hmm. uh, with the United States during, uh, right before Kuwait or right, right in that time frame. Because I had taken my kids up to, to the zoo. Yes. And the National Zoo in D.C. Yes. And we were driving back. And, of course, traffic's a bitch. And I'm going, what the hell? And, and all, I, all, I, I, love I, there, all I see is these <laughs> hordes of people going, no war for oil, no war for oil. And I'm going, we're not there because of that. We're there because of this, this, and this. Uh-huh. You know, not not to say that oil wasn't also part of it. Oh, but, I, but I think at that time it. it was after we had gotten out of uh, – uh, like I said, with the resolution 1440 and all the countries had signed that mm-hmm. unanimous decision that Saddam would do this, this, and this, and mm-hmm. he didn't end up doing this, this, and this, and then it just escalated. But I mean, I think, and I don't know how it was with you guys or how, yes. how it still is, but I mean, I know, and this is why I haven't watched the news yes. in two years, is because, and like you said, also with. Um, I just tell you something right now. Everybody in Iraq right now prays. That Saddam Hussein will come back. Everybody, every single citizen. Remember, I told you earlier there was ninety-five percent love him. Now all of them agree. Even the people that hated him, now say, "Please, God, bring us a person like Saddam Hussein." See, but that goes back to what I was saying about the news. Because, like, people actually like pray now for that to happen again because they saw what happens after he left. Because he was controlling most of middle, not like controlling it. But, like, he was supporting a lot of country. We supported Palestine a lot. Like, if you come, all Palestinian people that come from Palestine to Iraq, they have more benefits than actual Iraqi people, than the actual Ooh. citizens. So, literally, people come from other countries, Saddam gives them more benefits. Gives them houses, never have to work again. Gives them benefits, just like what happens here. When you come here to America from another country, they help you here. They helped us when we first came here. They gave me $1,200. That I had to give back, though. Yeah. With no interest. With no interest, though. But thank you. Thank you and thank God for this opportunity. And thank God we're here. You know, we're safe and everything, you know. My God, you know, I thought I we think, were going to uh, we end up talking a little bit and then going here. And we have bounced all over the place. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I, we are approaching the one-hour mark. So all right. we'll take a break. Yes, we'll sir. come back and we'll start another hour because right. we have got a shit ton more yes. to discuss. Because, I mean, even, like, like I said, it was just honed into us yes. that that the... Iraqi and Iranian people were living in squalor because of Saddam, because yes. he was this evil dictator, and yes. you guys were under the foot of oppression. And you know, and, and see, Iran is though. Iran is like that. The gov- the citizen of Iran till this day, you, ha- I have a lot of Iranian friends right now here in America. They're all still citizens of Iran. They're just here as refugees or studying for colleges. And till this day, they do not like the way the government operate. They they like their president, but they don't like the government. The the way they they make the rules, the way they operate, because they restrict them from doing different things. If you go to Iraq back then at Saddam Hussein time, you can say you're Muslim and Christian. You can say things like these. You 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 will go to jail for religious separation, things like these, because they don't talk about things. There's no Christian. There's no Muslim. We're all people at the same time. Girls go out with shorts down here. Right. You go out. You have a gu- 
they're just as a religion actually we don't have like girlfriends and stuff like that it's just a different tradition different you know cultures you know you like you marry immediately you know they don't have like girlfriend it's a different culture but that's a different story that's not a big deal you know oh we'll get into but, that yeah, that's a different <laughs> thing that's a different thing <laughs> but like we never had like that now in iran no you the girl cannot go out without her hijab see we don't have that in iraq we had freedom in iraq it just the only thing is like i would say maybe i don't know we didn't have like this is goes down those to like the reg, like regular citizens like the people around you in your in your country like if you were let's say gay you're just not accepted by society but the government would not prosecute you for that they will never come and tell you, oh, you're gay, you got to go to jail. Now, in Iran, if you're gay, the government will kill you. It's a death penalty. Right. If you're a woman, you walk out without hijab, you could go to jail for a while. You could actually get part persecuted. You could die to a certain point. And, and see that? Like, see, there's the difference between Iraq and Iran. There's a huge difference. We had everything. If I show you pictures of my mom back then, like in my dad, you see the picture, like, where they're in Hawaii or they're in London or like you see you can see like the you see how people used to live you know we're just like regular and just like we had the same freedom we have here we had there there is no we didn't have the freedom you know when we went to vote people had an option to vote for another uh, president why did they vote back we all when we went to vote everybody marched in the middle of the street you will see hundreds of people marching you know, here people go to vote. Here is a little bit more organized, a little bit. You kind of have mail voting. People can vote online, I think. So now, can we vote online? Uh, I think in can some we? places. We're not thinking since COVID happened. But now there, people, you physically go. So when, when the vote day happened, school shut down, work shut down. Everybody that works shut down. It's a voting day. There is no working day. So everybody get out and vote. And they had the option to vote for another president because there was other people wanted to vote. For, to be another president, but people always voted for Saddam because they believed in him and they really loved him that much. That is, we were never forced. See, even th- even that's, that, that's, we we got the impression through our news media that he's a dictator. He controlled the vote. Oh, it, it, you might have gone in there and voted for whoever well, party true. party B uh-huh. was. See, we didn't but we didn't we, know that. Maybe that. But, what's but we were getting told yeah. that you know, hundred percent, he's reelected. You know, kind of thing. Same, same that we're hearing about uh, Putin. That was probably maybe that was that was probably happening. But as citizens, we we again, it's a poor country. We're a very poor country, but like it was still a poor country, you know. But we didn't have the sources that regular citizens have now. Now they have their phone in their hand. Anything happening in Iraq right now, you can see it on social media. So it's not something that. As long as it's not censored here by one of our groups. And, you know, maybe, like, <laughs> been fabricated and, you know, being audited. And, like, they see it, you know, on Facebook now. They can track and see what's going on. But I don't know how to put it together. It's just there's a lot of things happen in his city. It's, we are, at least the way we grow up, that's how I saw it. That's how my family saw it. And we were in a very bad position in our life again. You know, I told you my dad was in the war. My mom grew five kids by herself like she took us to school by herself and my dad was in the war you know so she was all by herself the but see even that even, but even that's a mis- misconception from from our point of view it's because we always hear like 
oh, the, the lady's not allowed out of the house without an escort. So that would be more Iran, you're saying, That's Iran. than Iraq. That's not Iraq, man. But, but, but we, I show you my picture, my mom's picture. She wears short skirts. She go out with her girls. They go out party all the time, having fun, not doing bad things. Right, no. Uh, like alcohol is not in our culture, really. That's like if you're drink, drinking alcohol, people come talk to you. What's wrong? Why are you drinking? Do you have something going on in your life? Are you having like hard time in your life? Don't drink, please. We will help you. What do you need? Do you need some help? So it's like, not it's not necessarily a celeb uh, celebratory it's, thing it's like not us. A celebratory, thing. celebratory thing. We all get together and cook really delicious food, and we see each other. That's I'm going to have to come to your house for a celebratory <laughs> dinner because it's a celebration every day in my house. <laughs> I wake up, my mom have breakfast ready for me. I'm going to dinner right now. I have a full meal ready for me. But that's because I'm working hard and I'm paying all the bills. If my mom was working, she would tell me, get your ass and go make it some food. Yeah, I, I, think, I, think, I think that that little thing is yes. parental throughout culture. Throughout the whole, yeah. Get off your ass and do it yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because she see me working every almost every day. Now I don't work every day, but almost working all the time. And she's home all day, so she do her part. She knows it's a teamwork. Right. That's the way it works. I'm working. I'm paying the bills. I work hard. At least I come home. You have a little bit of food for me. You're sitting home all day. She said, what am I going to be doing if I'm not going to cook for food for you, if I'm not going to go clean your clothes? What, what am I going to be doing? What do you want me to do? Go read a book, Mom. Go do something. No, my life is devoted for you guys. I'm your mother. My life is devoted for you, my kids. So I'm going to make sure you have food on your stomach. I'm going to make sure you have a, your bed is clean, your clothes clean. But if I wasn't work, I promise you, brother, if I wasn't working and I was not pay, my mom would kick me out of the house. Get the, get the hell out of the house. Just like that. I, like because I said, I'm I, doing my part. She's doing her part. There's, like I said, I think that transcends you know, most most cultures because it's the uh, same here. You know, my, my, like I know with my kids, my kids are all three living at home still, but they do their part. They they, their they pay part. their bills. They help out. Uh, so you know they. They don't get kicked if, out. If you're if if you're uh, if you grow up, see when we came in here in America, since we came in America till now, my nev- my mom never worked because her medical condition. She can't work also because of her medical condition and because she don't speak English very very well, you know. And she's mom. My mom now she's sixty nine. So when we came here, she was kind of in her fifty eight, I guess fifty seven, fifty because mm-hmm. we've been here for eleven, twelve years. She's 59 now, so she was 57, 58. So she was also old, and she already worked enough in Iraq for over 30 years to raise five kids by herself. So she did right. her part already. So when she came here, we didn't allow her to work. We would not allow her. So we worked and did that. If your kids, you're 50 years old, and you decide to sit home, you're not retired yet. And your <laughs> sister said, Dad, you're going to sit at home. I'm going to work. I'm going to pay your bills. While you sit home, wouldn't you cook a dinner for them here and there? Um, I'm just giving an example. Uh, no, yeah, I might. It depends. I, I, I might. depends on which one tells me they're going <laughs> to take care go. of me in my old age. So. <laughs> but if they pay your bills, too. They paid your pills and everything, you know. So. Yeah. I, I, I've given examples. No, no. <laughs> I've, I've been very fortunate with, mm-hmm. with regards to that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because, mm-hmm. as you know, they don't. Uh, regardless of background, culture, race, uh, mm-hmm. color, creed, they don't give out a parenting book and say, this is the foolproof template for how it works. Yep. So, mm-hmm. you know, parents do the best that we can do to make it work. And, and fortunately, I've been blessed with my three. Sounds like your mom has been with you and your sister and mm-hmm. your brothers. Mm-hmm. And with that, I'm going to stop this one. All we'll right. pick up in a few minutes <laughs> with right. another one. <laughs>